Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of the Need to Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Heezy, and I'm joined by my co-host, uh, a man whose beard is back, Petty B. Oh, yeah, the beard is back, baby. Hey, everyone. Do you do you like the beard at its current length? How big do you want it? Um, it can be a little cumbersome at uh, longer lengths. Um, wife definitely prefers the beard to the goatee or the mustache. Um, sure. But see, my like this, this is this is my favorite beard length, like that I have right now. This is where I'm happy. It's not itchy. You know, you you get. You know, you get the benefit of hiding your your neck, your double chin, and <laughs> hmm, it's good. That was one of the things that was the. So I had a, a pretty long beard for a long time, like, um, and when I shaved for um, doing Hunchback, we talked about last week a little bit. Um, <laughs> that that was one of the things that was like so, so like shocking to me. It was like I forget you forget about that with with the beard. But you get a lot of compliments at this length, specifically. So, good talk. Well, I think you look. I think you look pretty good. We aren't going to be talking too much more about beards today. I mean, uh, I don't know. There could be some beards that get mentioned, but uh, we are going to be talking about one of the greatest franchises in history: the Infinity Saga of the MCU, from Iron Man one to Endgame. We're talking about each of our top five Infinity Saga films. Before we do that, nerd fact of the week. Uh, this is this is estimated, but uh, in just the U.S. and Canada, uh, the Infinity Saga films, uh, from what I could gather, um, grossed seven billion, almost almost eight billion dollars, not including twenty twenty re releases, um, wow. which would have put it over eight billion dollars in U.S. and Canada only. So not including worldwide gross. Um, this would crazy. this would make it um, the most successful movie fran- movie franchise um, as far as like total dollars. It doesn't beat out Star Wars uh, as far as like dollars per film, mm, but okay. uh, as Star Wars is only a little bit behind it and has substantially less films. But right. it, it is it is astounding, uh, you know what they could do. And I, I want to give a bonus fact of the week that you know. When the MCU was starting, the X-Men had already been, you know, licensed to, to Fox. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four had been licensed to Paramount. You know, all of these, all of the big Marvel names were already gone, right? So, yeah, they sold so, all their properties. Sony has Spider-Man. So, like, mm-hmm. all of the big names are already gone. So, how, what, do you, what do you do at that point? And... Um, the way that Disney went and Marvel went about this is they actually got study groups of kids together and they showed them different characters and they asked which one they'd most likely to play with a toy of them. Mm-hmm. And that is how we ended up with Iron Man as the main character of the MCU. That's pretty cool. But it also makes sense, right? Like toy sales drive a lot of things in these movies, right? As far as when a character changes costume, they get to make a new toy. Or they introduce someone new, they get to make a new toy. Um, so that totally makes sense that that would be, you know, a, a driver as far as what they, you know, who they chose to to lead. Because I think the plan may have been Avengers, right, with the roster that they had that whole time. But you know, who is the leader and how how that all, you know, shaped up? That definitely makes sense. Uh, 
really quickly, uh, just want to do some housekeeping. Don't forget to check out the Discord. Uh, we got some people joining, just a couple people in the last few weeks. Uh, we got people talking Smash. We got people talking Magic. We got people do, dropping memes. Uh, tons of things. Also, it's uh, it's uh, preview season for Magic the Gathering now, so lots of cards to talk about and stuff like that. So head on over there um, if you want to talk about these films. Yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, I'd love to do like a, a movie night sometime in the Discord too. I think that'd be really fun if people are interested in that. So uh, let's let's dive in though. So each of us have put together a list of our top five uh, Marvel film or Infinity Saga films specifically. Yes. And I, I, we're gonna just popcorn back and forth, starting at number five. I'll go first. My number five is Endgame. Um, and I know for a lot of people this might be their number one favorite movie of all time. Uh, and for me, it certainly was really high up there on my movie-going experiences. Um, I think we all know the scene where everybody comes together and, yeah, where Captain America gets uh, uh, Milnor, Milnir? Milnir. Uh, thank you. Gotcha. And honestly, like... You know, if you think about it, Hulk and Iron Man came out in 2008. I mean, it's a decade of film going. And I I cried. Like, when that... I think a lot of people did, but I... I mean, we all know that I'm a crier. Like, if you've been listening to the show, you know that. But I... I my I cried, my wife cried, like... Uh, and not even at the death. Like, just that moment... Uh, was a culmination. Spoilers! Of... If you haven't seen these movies, go watch them. They're great. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't say who died. That's exactly. Yeah. Before we got any further or more momenty, make sure. Yeah. If you haven't seen these movies? Go see them. Yeah, the Infinity Saga. We actually, I actually watched the most of the Infinity Saga with my wife last year again. We just were like watching them chronologically. In but it, well, no, sorry, in release order. It was really sure. fun. Um. But honestly, like, Endgame, I think it will always hold, like, a special place in my heart of, like, you know, I, I can't wait for Maxwell to get to watch these films. I'm straight up going to make him wait a year. I know that that's, like, a meme now. But I'll straight up oh, make no. him wait a year between watching uh, watching Infinity War and watching Endgame. Okay, so you're not going to do that for the whole Infinity Saga, but you're going to split up Infinity, Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, he doesn't get to watch. Yeah, he has okay. to wait a year. Ah. Uh. Oh, I'm a terrible, terrible parent. Maybe not. You're a maybe great I'll, dad. maybe I'll make him wait a week or something. Be like, nope, you gotta wait. Or like a few months, like a couple months. Yeah, but no, I think Endgame rightfully holds like a special place, and it was so. What I really liked about it is how different it was than Infinity War Two, where like it didn't feel like Part One and Part Two to me. Like it really did feel like a different film, and like a di it had a different tone. Um... Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it, um, and it's it's obviously really long. <laughs> it's 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 one of the harder ones to get to rewatch because it's so long. Kind of like that's how I feel about um about some of the, you know, some of my favorite films are all really long, and this is one that's really tough to get to rewatch because it takes so long. So, uh, yeah, what about three hours and two three hours and two minutes? The yeah. time on that. What is your number five? Yeah, so my number five is uh, original Iron Man, released in two thousand eight. Um, I 
you know, I, I was a sophomore in high school, freshman, somewhere around there, right when that movie came out. And that was just like huge. Um, I wanted to be Iron Man. Um, I wanted to be Iron Man. I wanted to be a billionaire playboy philanthropist. Um, and uh, I think it's one of the movies that I've watched like the most times. Right. So that first one just kind of came at a point in my life when it was, you know, just a, a really, you know, crucial, like a, in, in that, in that time frame in that age. And I've, I've watched it a bunch and I've loved that movie. Um, I love Jeff Bridges. I think at some point we should do a review of uh, Lebowski. Um, so. never, I've never seen the big Lebowski. Oh my gosh. It's one of my favorite films. Everybody says that we should, we should yeah. definitely do that. I actually think that Bridges crushes it in this film. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, John Favreau, as happy as, like, you know, it really sets the pace for a lot of the MCU through, like, mm-hmm. and obviously, can you imagine if anybody else, like, can you even imagine Iron Man without Robert Downey Jr. at this point? I, I can't. It's it's going to be weird transitioning into, like, we met Iron Heart in Wakanda forever. Um, so that that'll be cool to see. Don't know um, who that is. Haven't seen the movie. What? You haven't seen Wakanda Forever yet? Nope. Oh, buddy. We gotta... It's... It's really good. You know, especially, you know, I think we can talk about this now. Our Both of our number fours is Black Panther. Yeah. All right. So, um, this, this movie also holds a... Spe- I think something with our... At least my top five. They... It, they each have kind of like this special place for me uh, within the, um, you know, all the movies that Marvel made. Um, Black Panther was so different when it came out, right? Um, Brian Cougar did a fantastic job and it really got, I think, people excited about Marvel movies again. Sometimes there's, there's been times, especially like now we've kind of talked about that a little bit where kind of a, a lull in interest in, in the Marvel franchise um, and I think Black Panther was one of those, um, really like signpost movies that got people excited for Marvel movies again. Yeah. So for me, like, I really love the Lion King. Like it's, I just, I love it so much that it's, yeah. it just w- wasn't hard for me to put this on my list. So yeah. No, joke aside. No, I, well, it Lion, is Lion King, the superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think that, um, one, I think that the the tone of this movie was so different than the other Marvel movies. It was a really fresh... It, one of the complaints that people give about Marvel movies, right, is like, oh, they're all the same. And, like, Black Panther is just not the same as the other Marvel movies. It asks questions. It um, introduces complex... Uh, com- complex problems for both the people of Wakanda for um, Black Panther for just the world and like how we view resources and things like that. It's just a really good one. Resources and yeah, the, the different experiences, right. That Killmonger had living in Oakland, right. To uh, T'Challa in, in Wakanda, right. That whole dynamic is, is a conversation as well. It was yeah. really great. In fact, uh, I think Killmonger is actually one of the best 
Marvel villains that we've had as well. Michael B. Jordan crushed it. Yeah, I, I think so too. And obviously, uh, the uh, the the way that the women loved the the scars on him was something else. <laughs> I don't get it, but apparently it was a big deal. He he was jocked, man. I also just think Michael B. Jordan is just great. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, your number three is literally one of the best movies ever made. So give me. <laughs> So my number three, I, I really we talked about this at the beginning, where uh, realized that my number three, I just didn't set my top five right uh, as far as the movie that I had initially selected is not technically an Infinity Saga film. Um, so I moved one of my honorable mentions uh, in back into um, the top five. It's it's they're all super close, um, but it's it's Civil War for me. Um, and you'll kind of understand, I guess we can talk about it here. It's a lot of the same reasons why my number one is what my number one is, right? Is is some of those conflicts um, that, like you mentioned with, with Black Panther, that they ask you questions, right? Like um, some of those relationships between Bucky and Steve and Iron Man, that kind of tension and, and conflict um, it's just great, and it's like Civil War was the the first time we got to see Spider Man in the MCU, right? Um, and so that was great to to have happen, and it was like a mini Avengers movie because everyone was involved on each side of the the conflict. Uh, I know that we're popcorning this, but I'm gonna say this is my number one. Um, I. There's so many reasons. You, you mentioned some of them. Um, the introduction to Spider-Man into the MCU is like unbelievable, uh, and the way they did it was really good. Mm-hmm. So that's that's first of all. Um, second, like the story of this film itself and how it follows both two sides, right? It follows. Uh, the, you know, the fall of the Avengers, but also the start of this new era of the MCU, this new part of the MCU. And I just, I think that, um, one, I walked out of that movie, I remember specifically walking out of that movie and I said, I don't think that there's another Marvel movie at this time that comes close. And I watched it with uh, Alex Sinner and he goes, I thought Winter Soldier was the best. And I just, I think that this beats it. I think it was that good. And it, it has a lot of the kind of tonal stuff of Winter Soldier while being bigger, grander, introducing more things um, we just watched the trailer. Uh, we paused the show I'll be behind the scenes <laughs> to watch the trailer. And I literally got goosebumps. I remember watching that trailer the first time. And we didn't even know Spider-Man was in it yet. And I was like, holy crap. Well, they kept that one pretty much that pretty well under wraps at the time. Um, we didn't know Spider-Man was going to be in that movie for a, a great while. Yeah. I mean, I think that he was in like the trailer 
like at on um, he was in one of the trailers because we saw him holding Captain America's shield in one of the trailers, right? Mm, maybe like closer to like closer to yeah. relief, but but that 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 first trailer that drops, um, and you have that that ending scene where they're throwing the shield at Iron Man, Bucky, and and Captain America. It's just like it's iconic. It's, it's Godfather. Look how they massacred my boy. Yeah, it's. I I think that this is just actually one of the best movies ever made. Um, it has so much payoff, it has so much build up, it has so much setup. It it is, in all honesty, it, like if you think about it, it's like it's almost like a, a bridge film for, you know, for <laughs> Infinity War and and stuff. And it just yeah. it does it so well. It's like the Empire to me. It's like the Empire of this entire series. Sure, I can I can see that. There, those are a lot of good, good reasons. I I all for what it's worth, am with Sittner, um about Winter Soldier. So no, he said this one's better. Oh, did he? He he okay. he flipped. He 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 folded. Okay, he folded. Uh, let's go to my number three though. I have Spider Man Homecoming as my number three. Yeah. Uh, really good introduction to Peter Parker. Really, also it's a it was a really nice change of pace for like what the MCU was. At the time, where you go from something like Civil War to this, and you're like, oh, this is, like, refreshing. This is, like, a kid, you know, coming of age tale a little bit. Uh, it, it was a nice change of pace. 100%. Yeah, no. Uh, the, like, dealing with the ramifications of New York, right? Like, seeing the, the you know, people like the Tinkerer and Vulture scrapping for things. Like, that That made sense. Uh Michael Keaton was a fantastic villain. Um, I loved Flash and stuff in that movie. Homecoming is great. Yeah, I thought. I also thought it was like a nice. I think that what Sony and Marvel have done together to like refresh Spider-Man has also just been really powerful mm-hmm. and like really different. Um, did it didn't feel like we were getting the same old, same old uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, and obviously, like you mentioned, how No Way Home would have been in your top three. I yeah. mean, if it could have been, No Way Home might have been my number one. I think that movie is just... Yeah, that movie is just so good. But I, I think that this introduction, this this first foray into a full Tom Holland Spider-Man movie was really good. Um, and really did a good job of like helping us understand uh, his Peter Parker, his motivations. Like He just wants to be a hero. He just wants to do good. Uh, and you really get to see that in that movie. Also, Spider Man's just my favorite superhero. So, yeah, Spider Man's great, and I love Tom Holland. And yeah, I if I could have No Way Home would have been on this list, but we're talking Infinity Saga films. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is actually Infinity War. So, kind of for the same reasons that you had in game, right? It's and it's another kind of turning point. Um, where things changed in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of this culmination. It all led up to Infinity War, right? And the storytelling in Infinity War was like Black Panther was different than what we've seen, right? The superheroes weren't. It, it, it was a it's a movie about Thanos, right? And so that kind of changed. This the superheroes were obviously the the other side right and but felt more tertiary it was more about thanos and and getting the stones 
um, and and the snap for him. And so that's um, that, that's why I, I, I love Infinity War that it's you know a story about Thanos and not necessarily about the heroes. Uh, Infinity War has like another bunch of iconic moments, like the Iron Spider suit appearing for the first mm-hmm. time was like. Mm-hmm chef's kiss uh the one of the best iron man nano the nanobot transition for iron man was also chef's kiss uh just the internal struggle of bruce was like amazing uh getting him all fighting thanos right that that whole battle sequence on titan yeah the the titan sequence was awesome i also think that the you know, seeing Cap with, like, the star ripped off and, like, in this black suit, mm-hmm. uh, really cool. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of really cool moments. Well, that's the first time we kind of saw him after, uh, aside from, well, I guess that was Infinity War, huh? That was the first time we kind of saw him after Civil War, was he kind of was not, um, he didn't have the stars and stripes. He was kind of rogue ops. If you like, if you need me, I'll you know I'll be here. Right, so he sends him the phone, the phone at the end. So that uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, also, seeing the guardians finally interact with everyone in the the what, what, he, Earth who, base. What do we fight for? What do you want me to say, Jesus? Uh, That's a good one. Uh, my number two is Thor Ragnarok. Um, okay. You know, I think the Thor movies get a bad rap for no reason. I don't understand people's hatred for the Thor movies. Uh, when we were re-watching, uh, we actually watched Dark World, Dark World, and I was like, this movie is not as bad as everybody says it is. Like, it's not great, but it's not like, it's not like Doctor Strange bad. Like, this movie's fine. U-S-O-B. I was going to say that, like, the same thing applies for Doctor Strange. I think that the way you feel about Thor is how I feel about Doctor Strange. Right? Those movies are not as bad as, as Spencer says. people as Spencer says. Yes. I think those movies are beloved. I don't know that people, anybody but me gives those movies crap. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ragnarok was great. Yeah, Ragnarok is... One, it, it really brought the tone of Thor into this new era, which I really appreciated. Uh, I really loved the introduction of Valkyrie. I really loved, uh, you know, just the friend from work line is obviously iconic. The He's a friend from work. It, like, the whole movie's just fantastic. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Goldblum's character is amazing. Yeah. Uh, just, like, the battle on the bridge is fantastic. Like, the whole thing is really out of this world and it's just the funniest like uh, it is so different and a lot of people are like oh i don't need a comedy superhero movie it's like well why not like this one was really funny doesn't have to be just action yeah no the the comedy is great korg is one of my favorite characters oh my gosh korg is so freaking funny and the the delivery is just on point all right, I you know crack myself up if I think about that too much. Uh, yeah. What is your number one? Yeah, so I rewatched this again today just to remind myself about why it was my number one. Um, this morning I rewatched The Winter Soldier, and I think it has it like we kind of mentioned it has a lot of those same things 
uh, with, with Civil War tonally. Um, it was another huge shift for Marvel movies. Uh, I think this was the first movie that the Russos did um, for for Marvel, and uh, they just kept releasing banger after banger. They're fantastic directors. Um, and this kind of was, until we got the Black Widow movie the last couple years, this kind of felt like Black Widow's not-solo solo film, right? We got to see a lot more about her character, um, kind of the the falling of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Up to this point, um, the Marvel movies were very S.H.I.E.L.D.-centric and um, based around this organization. And it's really plausible that, like, the the corruption in, in government, um, you know, could happen like that. And we see the kind of the fall of, of shield. Um, it was great. Some iconic stuff like the elevator fight scene. Um, just it chef's kiss with the, you know, the Bucky's my, it starts those seeds that made civil war so great as far as, you know, the, the Bucky, um, the Bucky saga and then and and Steve kind of relationship yeah I, I think that uh on your left uh the on your uh, left oh. the civil or civil uh sorry winter soldier does a really really good job of helping you understand the struggle that frustrates uh Steve so much throughout the rest of the movies, right? And I think it's really easy to understand where Steve is coming from because of how well this movie does. Right. He's so... Everyone is telling lies or or going around things and not necessarily doing what's what's right. And it, it bugs him so much that like, oh, you're in the wrong occupation. I can't trust you. Right? How can I work with you if I can't trust you? If I don't know if you have a different mission than what I have, right? Um, that, yeah, it leads to all the, the stuff that happens in Civil War. Yeah, I, I think that Winter Soldier is one of those movies that uh, will probably just be like a classic like rewatch forever. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna go back to my number one. I think I think that Civil War is one of my favorite movies of all time because it it does a lot of the things that we're talking about of a lot of these films. Like it takes the tone of Winter Soldier, it gives you some of the comedy around like Thor Ragnarok. It gives you uh you know the uh refreshingness in all honesty of like Spider Man Homecoming. It was like it was like an Avengers film that didn't need to be an Avengers film, uh, which was really cool. Uh, and then it also introduced us to a ton of really cool characters. Like, I mean, we didn't even mention that it introduced us to Black Panther. Right, yeah, because that was the whole thing with the Sokovia Accords um, and, and the bombing there. Which, yeah, man, like, I get Iron Man's side eventually in the end. Like, when he finds out that Bucky killed his mom, right? Like, there's no coming back from that. Oh, I see what you're saying. When you asked if which team I was on, I thought you meant about whether or not to sign the accord or sign the... It was partially that, right? So the accords are, like, 
I understand like why Iron Man felt like see, I think that's a great thing and it has it like leads to these kind of conversations, right? Like I understand with everything that happened, right, all the collateral damage and, and stuff, like why normal people felt like something was needed. Right for the Sokovia Wait, but if and why Iron Man had like, sure. felt compelled to go along with that, um, and I com- also understand why Cap was completely against it. Yeah, because we just watched Winter. You just talked about it in Winter Soldier, right? Like, why would Cap sign this? He wouldn't. There's yeah. no way he was doing that. So I love it. I think it's just one of the best movies ever. If you want to suggest a topic, don't forget to uh, leave a comment here on the YouTube channel. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Those are our top five. Let us know what yours are. I want to know. I'd be interested. Like, is it number one, Doctor Strange? Number two, uh, Thor Dark World? Number three? No, that's nobody's. Uh, but, like, you know, what are your top five? Let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear it. Um, or in the Discord, too. We'll, we'll uh, maybe in the movies stuff section or something, we'll, we'll have you post your top five there. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, yeah, I'll actually post a, a, a comment there. That being said, we can't make it the poll this week because you forgot to do the poll last week on Twitter, Patty. I suck. You well, don't suck. So always so, improving. You're right. Always improving. Got to got to po- post that on Twitter. I'll also need to post that in Discord. Speaking of Twitter uh, and last week's episode, we had something really kind of cool happen after that. You mentioned, you know, the creators of the movie would definitely see our episode, and uh... <laughs> I did say that. Yes. And uh, that definitely happened. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so Jeff Nimoy uh, got to watch the got to watch the episode. He really appreciated that we got it. That we invited Mikey on to have another person who'd done, you know, indie directing. And yeah, it was just really cool. I, I knew that I knew that he'd watch it. And it's like you know, it's it's your baby, right? You want to see what people are saying about it. Um, you know, obviously, like we do this podcast, and it's like a micro version of what you know he had to put into to to make his baby happen so. yeah that was super cool to see those those comments i was like oh i'm glad that did it make your day i'm so glad it did it really made my day yeah so that being said patty's pulse we're gonna be up uh, i'll post it on the spotify but you know what is your favorite part of an anime slash fan convention is it the cosplay is it the meet and greet is it the artists or is it other that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You can find me at Spencer H. You can find Patty at PattyBMTG. You can find us at San Diego uh, for the uh, DreamHack uh, in April. If you want to come up and say hi to us, I'd love to, to meet some new to nerd listeners. Uh, love to sling with some fans or some listeners. And uh, I'm really excited to, to do that, Patty. Yeah, me too. Uh, DreamHack is going to be a bunch of fun and Hopefully we'll do some other fun stuff in California. Yeah, I'd love to to check out this. I just want to go check out the Smashers as they and to right. see, how, see how that's going. Uh, you can like, you can subscribe, you can check out the Constructive Criticism Network, you can check out Smash Through, um, and then leave a review. It helps the show out a ton. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening, and we'll see everybody next week with another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast.